Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Dramatic Dream Dragons podcast here on the Five Star Network. I am, as always, your host, Sonder Bjorn, and with me today, I have both Dylan and Yannick. We are back to talk about Dragon Gate and DDT, as we always do on the Dramatic Dream Dragons, but now we are recording on Skype because Discord went down. <laughs> How are you guys doing? First of all, I think we need to criticize Discord for crapping the bed on us once again, letting us all down, letting humanity down, because humans use Discord all over the world. We're all friends, we all talk to people in different channels, and they let us down when we need the most the recording of the wonderful Dramatic Dream Dragons podcast. But we moved on. We've done our thing, and we are here for all of the listeners out there today. And I want to thank you all for listening, and hopefully it's a lot of fun, because we got some cool stuff to talk about. We, you know, we talked about it on the last episode. For the last month, the last episode that I was on, uh, unfortunately, a vulture flew into a power breaker uh, uh, here and cut out the power and messed up the internet. So I was not able to talk to Ashman, but you guys did a great job. Uh, and I, I want to thank you guys for handling that, even though I was so pissed because I stayed up till t- 2 a.m. to do it and I wasn't even able to be on. But regardless, I'm back now, and that's what's most important. But all the little stuff from October is done. Now we're getting into the big shows for DDT next week and Dragon Gate this week. But all of it's covered right here. So thank you guys for listening, and thank you all, both of you, wonderful gentlemen, for joining me. Yes, awesome. Very good. Um, We had a really fun hour, almost hour and a half, talking before the show. Really enjoyed that. but first off, I want to start on a little tangent, because on Saturday, I took three friends of mine to their first ever wrestling show. Um, that's right, we went to WXW in Botsekingen, and it even has some DDT involvement, because we saw there Shigehiro Irie. And it's, honestly, if you can ever, can manage to get People have never seen seen it, and getting them to attend live wrestling is a really fun experience. Um, and I think we all want to go back, even the driver. Although I have to say there's a clear correlation between enjoyment of the show and alcohol consumption. Yeah. I can attest to this. MJF and Adam Cole sucks on on the pay-per-view watch of it. But in attendance, while getting drunker and drunker, I enjoyed the hell out of that match. So yeah, I can attest to that being true. And I'm I'm glad you enjoyed WXW. What was the DDT uh, part of it? Iria. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it was um, Shigehiro Iria and Kohei Kinoshita. Um, shout out, really good man, against uh, Cash, Dennis Dulnik, and Hector. Also, shout out Cash. He is from Zurich, so he is okay, the local yeah. here. Um, Kinoshta and Cash are two extremely funny individuals, um, and they're also, incidentally, really good wrestlers. Um, by far, a match of the night. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, I hope everyone enjoyed the Ashman interview last week. Uh, we, it, it was a real shame Dylan couldn't make it because uh, it would have been awesome to have him uh, with Ash again uh, for the first time because you missed the last one also. So. <laughs> 
It's always next year, Dylan. It's always next year. We Love will... him. Big fan of his work, and he's very helpful to any English-speaking fan of DDT. So yeah. I'm very sad. I had questions prepared for him and everything. I was ready to go. But unfortunately, <laughs> like I said, I got uh, such a ridiculous situation that a bird would fly into <laughs> this and, and probably get electrified. So rest in peace to the vulture uh, who unfortunately no, lost. No, don't life. not rest in peace to that vulture. He he ruined, <laughs> <laughs> he, he ruined the show. And that's what Rest in peace to the power grid. Yeah, <laughs> that's what really matters. Come on, haters on this show. Is this is this how this show is gonna go? Is that how we're gonna do it? This episode. Uh, I don't know. I've I, I've been in a bad mood since I watched the main event of Gate of Destiny, and I don't know why. There's some a sneaky feeling in my. But no, we are talking about Gate of Destiny 2023, and at the end we're gonna talk about a bit of DDT. But first, Gate of Destiny 2023 happened yesterday, Sunday, the 5th of November. It is the show that that Dragon Gate has been building up to since Kobe World, it feels like. No, actually since Big Boss Shimizu came out and confronted the Big Six after the, well, after Korokin with all of the Big Six in it. But yeah, it was yesterday in Osaka, Edeon Arena, number one. And with an attendance of 2,408 live on the Dragon Network, I think that number is good. I believe it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, first of all, we'll 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 run through the matches and stuff like that. But first of all, your first impression of the show. What do you think, Yannick? Um, I watched it a little bit disjointed. Um, I couldn't um, join like at the very start of it, um, and then obviously during the intermission it was Katsuhiko Nakajima versus Yuma Ayagi time. Yeah, and then we back all, to we, the we all switched over to that then. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and then back to Dragon Gate, but I think quality wise it. Totally delivered. I agree. Oh, I think if you compare it to the last few shows, absolutely. Uh, you know, and and I think about a large part of that is really we talked about it. This has been the best built-up match that we've seen for, especially a Dreamgate title match, basically since May when he won the title in the first place. Uh, you could say the King of Gate one was good. Uh, you know, in terms of build-up, obviously we had our thoughts on the match, and you can listen to the uh, episode in the archives if you want to hear that. Um, but for coming into this, I was more hyped for this show than I was for a DG show in a while. I mean, pretty much since Kobe World, in my opinion, which is a show I, I obviously really enjoyed at the end of it. But going into it, I thought there were some issues with the build-up. Here I was into it, and then by the end of the show, yeah. uh, you know, Especially like, you know, the main event is the one that everybody's going to talk about, I think, at the end of this. But this was a good show up and down. And, and the thing with DG, and I always say this too, even if their shows, we kind of, the bottom of Dragon Gate is a disappointing show by a good standard. I don't think they have like actively bad matches up and down. It's just kind of uninteresting at worst. Like, you know, mm. average, uninteresting. Yeah. It's never like bottoms out to anything bad. But here you had some really cool stuff at the top of the card. And I think that elevated it to being a good show. Yeah, for sure. Uh, opened with a the free match, as always, free on YouTube. Uh, 
the free match of every network show is uh, the the first match of every network show is free on YouTube. And the opening of this show was Gold Class, Band K, BB Hulk, and Kota Minora defeating Genki Origuchi, Kagetora, and Problem Dragon after four minutes and twenty four seconds when Ben K hit the Mazakari on Problem Dragon. Um, this was almost a pre-show match. <laughs> like you didn't miss much. See, I actually saw this live on YouTube while eating breakfast. Um, okay. And then I missed the second one and joined uh, joined you watching on the third. I cannot tell you what happened here. The big question is, you mentioned that drinking alcohol helps your wrestling viewing experience live. Does eating breakfast help it at home? <laughs> um... I think drinking alcohol helps more, <laughs> especially I, while watching Problem Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair point. I, I think the coffee you have with the breakfast helps the most uh, with this morning, the, these morning shows. <laughs> I enough. presume it was a healthy breakfast too? I don't remember what I ate. Okay. Well, that changes things. We don't. We can't say for sure, but what we can say for sure, without question, is that this match was a nothing match by <laughs> the literal definition of it. Free for the fans. It should have been free. Nobody should have been paid because no effort was put into this match. But they did pay them because DG is a professional company. So yeah. good for them. I, I find it fun funny that Gold Class let their whole uh, let their whole theme play before they entered the ring. They just went around in the crowd and did stuff uh, during the the music. I mean, Gold they Class obviously being... got they obviously got, uh, got inspired by Kuroshio Tokyo Japan or whatever. Oh, his name of is. course, of course. <laughs> uh, a bit of a sad note uh, that we have to mention here is that Ben K was off the shows leading up to the show because he had lost a family member, and I'm I, I was at the at the end of the match he pointed up in the sky and it like it was, it was uh, it was clear that it he was not uh, really that he hadn't still recovered from it because he got pretty emotional, and best wishes to Ben K because that sucks. Absolutely, I really hope for the best for him and his family. Yeah. Then the open the Gate title match. I basically consider this the opener because this was what felt like the true opener. It because it started off really hot. Uh, Ishin making his first, his first defense of his second reign with the title against the rookie Ryoya Tanaka, who debuted earlier this year, like in June. So this was his biggest profile uh, match up until this point. Eight minutes and 43 seconds uh, took it for Ishin to beat uh, Ryo Tanaka. And it was off a schoolboy after he <laughs> kicked out at one from a starter's press. Uh, this match, I thought, was a great showcase for uh, how good Ryo Tanaka is. And his great high-flying skill. I thought he, it was very fun. A lot of good stuff here. He did a lot of uh, moves that top New Japan stars do, and Asian kicked out of those. Like he did the Oscar at one point, 
And of course, he debuted the big Stardust Press, which um, Ishan kicked out of at one. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Very much reminds me of uh, another time a Dragon Gate wrestler had a Brave Gate match at five months into his career. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Dylan? Yeah. This was, and also it was very much a Rio Itanaka match. Yeah. Um, like Ishin understood what he had to do here, and that is letting Tanaka do his job, <laughs> letting him impress. Um, yeah, for sure. And he did, he definitely did that. Like, I think Tanaka gained so much from this performance. Oh, absolutely. And, it was only and also, minutes. you know, Ishin winning like he does, I don't, and, and the role feels, he is, I don't think. It feels very in brand for him. Yes, in and it, like it's not that he looks worse because of this. No. Dylan, what did you think about this? The biggest Asian doubter here. <laughs> oh, this had to be his best match. Like to me, I thought this match was awesome. Like a great showcase, like you said, for Tanaka. <laughs> and kind of like he's in this weird like spot that we that everybody goes through when, when they're wrestling when you're very early on to your career because he's not a finished product yet. You know, he hasn't been through the factory of wrestling where he has all of his spots down. He knows exactly what he wants to do, you know, move for move. He can do different things and really have a great uh, opportunity to do big things that really pops everybody, like the Stardust Press, obviously, <laughs> that you mentioned. Um, Ishin, a very good opponent for this particular style in that he's he had the size advantage. I always saw him do some power stuff, like the Seth Rollins uh, <laughs> Superplex deal. Um, and... It turned into a really good opener, and, and it's not like it blew... Again, it's not like it'll be on the match of the year level, but for what it set out to accomplish, it was basically perfect. Tanaka yeah. got elevated. Ishin had a really good match, which I think he really needed in his reign. The finish... I could see why some people might not like it, but <laughs> kind, of, kind of what he's... Kind of what Yannick said, for his character, like, he's a heel character. So to do this weirdo roll-up finish actually kind of fits him, uh, you know, in, in yeah. a way. It, it, if it had been, you know, Jackie Funky Kamei, for example, and he was facing Tanaka, yes. I don't, this wouldn't have worked nearly as good. But for Ishin, I totally forgive it, and I think it, it made for a really good opener and a strong performance from Tanaka, who has all the potential in the world to me. And, and I really loved what I saw from him. And Ishin did good in his role. I'm still not really sold on him as a great player for the future. But for this night, he did a good job. And I'm going to give him his props because he really deserves it. Um, before we get to the interesting stuff that happened afterwards, I just want to say that I really, really like Ishin's look at the moment, especially in these uh, in this title matches uh, in, the, in the trunks. Um, he's getting chunky. Which is funny as as the Brave Gate champion with the with the weight limit and the stories that they did like you need to make weight to uh, to get the title match that he just he's just getting bigger and bigger, but yeah, he's not he looks very well composed. Um, I think it fits him very well. Sandra, yeah. what happened afterwards? Well, first of all, I just wanted 
agree with everyone, everything you guys said. Um, I want to also say that this, while it, it wasn't like one of the greatest Brave Gate matches of all time, like it wasn't up there with the Gate of Destiny 2010 match between Park and Dragon Kid that I actually rewatched last week since that was uploaded to the network. It, yeah. it wasn't on that level, but it was on the level it needed to be for Ryoya Tanaka. And for, for someone that is less less than a year into his career, this was a great match. So I just wanted to say that after the match, uh, it seemed like the Courage might have been very impressed by this because they came out and they helped Ryoya Tanaka backstage, almost embraced him. Um, so I, I, I think this is a sign that he might be rejoining the courage he isn't booked as a de- uh, as like teaming with them in the future i in oh no wait but never mind he is booked with them on corrigan so he it will be interesting to see if uh, at corrigan he full uh, fully joins and i think that will be really cool because that's a unit that fits him very well what do you think of the idea that the courage being a trio was bad. Like it was, it was holding them back, and it's actually better that they get new members. I agree with that. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say it was bad, but I agree that it's better. They, yeah, because I, I def, it, it just a lot of the people on the roster needs homes right now, and Rio Tanaka is definitely one of those. And since he basically looks like the combo of uh, uh he looks like the like combo of dragon Daya and, and yuki oshoka i think he fits perfectly with them <laughs> yeah absolutely this is the perfect fit for him and it's a problem with not just the courage in my opinion and not just them having only three members yeah. but the the whole company like the unit shakeups you know they, there hasn't been a lot you know that we yeah. can speak of really you know we were talking about in the eastern larry do you guys remember the last uh, unit disband a situation. Yeah, it was high end and high end versus Seabrats. Yeah, exactly. At the start of the year, it's something. Remember, they had teased more natural vibes versus Seabrats, and then they pivoted because high end sucks and needed to go, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, but it's just one of those things where uh, you know you have this re- really lame angle, and then you go back, and there hasn't been a big unit shakeup. It feels like. With with red red, they just changed their name pretty much to Zebrats. I mean, you kicked yeah. people out; it wasn't like a big deal. I think that's something missing in DG is that the units are all kind of samey. We've been with this same lineup for a long time. It seems like uh, I like to see some new things and some changes made. And I think with obviously we can talk about it next week with Luis Monte and the and what they're setting up with him. And you know, you would presume and in the next match, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we're presuming we're getting there, and I think this was a, a start and a continuation of that, that we need some new, new shakeups in the unit and some new fresh faces in here, and I think this was a great start. Like you said, Tanaka, great fit with the courage, and I think he was the perfect guy to join as well. Yeah. Then the next match, Seabrats, the aforementioned Seabrats, Kai, Hyo, and Shun Skywalker defeated Masaki Mochizuki, Mochizuki Jr., and Yoshiki Kato. After seven minutes and seven seconds with a moonsault knee drop, after a Katare Luna by Kato, Shun Skywalker pinned Mochizuki Jr. after 
Kato had done a Katara Luna on Mojisuke Jr. Because guess what? Gate of Destiny is now the show where Mojisuke Jr. gets betrayed by his <laughs> classmate in. That, that is the gimmick. <laughs> Were you the one who did the Undertaker meme? Y- yes, I was the one that did that. I love you for that. I love you. <laughs> okay, so the match itself. I, I felt the match itself was nothing. Com- like, first of all, I need to mention on the road to this match, I, I watched a lot of um, a lot of the Mochizuki Jr. and Yoshiki Kato uh, house show matches. And them as a team were so great. So many good matches. I was so impressed with them as a team. I haven't seen the New Japan match yet. I I really don't want to because I didn't I heard they did good, but they also lost to like jobbers, basically. So I on on the principle of I don't like that, <laughs> I don't like the result, I won't watch it yet. But I will watch it in the in the end. Uh, but them as a team worked so well. And in this match, when Kato turned on Mojisuke Jr., I screamed out, and no, your guys work so well together. Why? And yeah, I, I, it, felt, it felt shocking. I didn't ex- really expect it. And it, I don't know, it feels fitting, I guess. <laughs> How do you guys feel about this? Because the match was basically just that angle. So, what do you think, Yannick? I'm just happy something happens. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, I don't have like strong opinions in um, either way. Um, this did not have the impact of the Eastern reveal last year, but no, no, of course not, because it has like, yeah. no story. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Kato could have easily worked uh, as a face for Lover, but Seabret is need, desperately needs yeah. some bodies, and uh, I think Kato is as good as anyone in that. Like, I'd yeah. rather take a, a young guy to uh, for a bigger role or like a more important role um, than I don't know. Kogatora. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Dylan, what do you think? No, I pretty much totally agree with what he said. This is a plus just because it helps Zebrats, which, I mean, it was at its lowest when Shun was gone, and it was just the three of them as a trio. I mean, that really wasn't working at all. Shun coming back definitely was a shot in the arm for the group, and I think this is just continues that momentum. And especially as we get, again, heading into the Luis Monte stuff uh, with Zebrats coming in, I think this is another good thing that you could tie into that. And we just saw uh, with Tanaka and DeCourage, this is of a similar vein where you're getting two very promising young dudes and putting them into bigger positions. And with things going along, this is kind of what I alluded to in the last match. We're seeing more shakeups, which I think has been very much needed. And, And like Yannick said, Anything happening is a positive right now because of the kind of purgatory the whole company's been in for a few months uh, leading yeah. up. So now it feels like we're, we're stuff's happening, we're moving along, and uh, we're heading into some good things from the looks of it. It should be noted uh, because Jay said this on commentary. Uh, 
Yoshiki Kato left via the neutral corner alone. He did not leave with Seabats. I know him and Shun Skywalker took a picture backstage, but they don't... It didn't seem like a I have joined uh, kind of moment. I know I know. Uh, Shun basically claimed that is, that is what it was, but Yoshiki Kato said on Twitter, I chose Dragon Kate because I want to be, wanted to go wild in the world's highest ring. I'm not here to watch some silly parent-child theater, theater, talking about Mochizuki Jr. and his father. Therefore, I'm over with these guys, M3K. It's my life. Let me do what I want. It, it is interesting that on the picture, it's only him. It's not him and Seabats. They could definitely, he could definitely join Seabats officially, just like Tanaka might join D-Courage officially on the Korokin. But it could also be another kind of red flag. Like, I'm, I'm going to join something else. They, they, they haven't, he hasn't official, officially joined yet. And I like but, it. It's mystery. It, it will it will lead to a great pop in Corgan. I think. And the best thing about that photo is Kai in the background. <laughs> he was very oh, yeah. disappointed looking. <laughs> yeah. Disappointed oh. Kai. Oh, very good. Um, yeah, we'll see. I'm... It's a will he, won't he, when it's clear that he will. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, kind of don't I see the... I wouldn't be against him being, like, Shun's second in... Basically, not to spoil when we talk about the Korkin, but I think Kai and Hyo are done with Seabats. And I think Seabats yes. might be get a name change and an image change. Totally. <laughs> I mean, but yes, yeah. we've been talking about this for so long. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'd be very fine with Seabreds just dying. Yeah. And well, if somebody is instigating, if it's June or Kato, it would be kind of weird if it's Kato, not gonna lie, because it's yeah. just a rookie, like he shouldn't have like power to do th- that stuff. Well, you know, SBK did, but. Yeah. But. It, it will be. I am very intrigued about where all this leads. I have that that is my major point. Is that I am so happy that we finally have something going on with this with this unit. That and it feels like anything can happen. And I am so happy that that is back. That feeling is back because that feeling was during the first part of 2022. I love that to have that feeling. I am so looking forward to the ma- the main event of Corgan. Then, next on the show, if you got, all right, we can talk more about Kato during the Corkin preview later. <laughs> but next on this, this show, the 10 man tag Casey, Storm Machine J, Jason Lee, and UT and Jack Funky Kame of Natural Vibes lose to the Luis Monte led free unaffiliated un, uh, team Otomo Dragon, Luis Monte, Naruki Doi, Shuji Kondo, and Eita. Luis Monte pinned UT with the Volta Finale after 10 minutes and 21 seconds. So, we'll start with Dylan this time. What do you think about this match? You know, to me, there's still, in my opinion, every time 
Luis Monte is in the ring, it's exciting for me because yeah. I, I still think he was the hottest guy of the whole year uh, coming off of the, the Kobe World Show. And here we got to see them come in here. And I absolutely love the Natural Vibes team. Uh, those guys are just all awesome. Uh, to me, though, this wasn't that great of a match, in all honesty. I didn't think it stood out too much. Uh, you know, you have guys on here, Doi, Kondo, Dragon, Ata. It's kind of like the the Isle of Lost Toys, pretty much, in yeah. Dragon Gate, all teaming together. And I kind of want Monte to get away from all of them. Uh, but still, though, the match was fine. I always love seeing uh, the Vibes team. They were a lot of fun. But they feel distinctly like an undercard act at this moment. And uh, hopefully they can do more in the future. Um, perfectly said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this had nothing much to it. I, the big standout of this match, I think, like, is Luis Monte, of course. Uh, him and Jackie Funky Kame are is amazing every time they face off, yeah. face off against each other. Uh, and yeah, I nothing much to say here. Ata, man, I, I would be, I would be advocating so much for Ata to be on the in the Luis Monte unit if it wasn't for the fact that he. It doesn't care. care. Yeah, it doesn't care about anything of the a- anything here. <laughs> Are you kidding? Look at what is going on in Noah right now. Oh we yeah, saw- what what is Ata doing in Noah, Dylan? We saw him, and most importantly, a uh, former Red member, his former teammate, well, his current teammate as well, at, at certain times, um, and opponent as well, with one of the worst matches of the year uh, in October, the double pinfall match that Stinger had with Ata and Hayata. But his Daga winning the title, he is the one that ended Hayata's nightmare reign. Daga, red supremacy lives at Noah right now. Also giving us great memes. That's the most important thing. <laughs> Speaking of memes... Uh, Punch Tominaga. Uh, Open the Triangle Gate title match. Yamato, Dragon Kid, and Punch Tominaga. Don't you Tominaga. dare talk about my boy like that. <laughs> Yamato, Dragon Kid, and Punch Tominaga defeated Don Fuji, Takeshi Yoshida, and the bodyguard of Osaka Pro after 11 minutes, no, 14 minutes and 3 seconds. Punch Crutch gets the win for the, the champions. Second successful defense. I am done with this unit. This team, I mean, I, I am, I, I. It has lost its charm for me. You're just wrong. Yannick, defend this match. It has Punch versus Don Fuji. That's the only, thing, only interesting part of this match. And it's a very, very good part of this match. What about Debatable. the other one? So there was 14 minutes. What about yeah. Bodyguard? Yeah, I didn't need Bodyguard. Oh. No! But that's that's fun. If Like, if he's... At least he was, was occupied with Yamato, so the other two-thirds of the match were interesting to me. Even Yoshida? Yes, I because in this match I, I didn't have a problem with Yoshida. Well, let me tell you, as the one who advocated for Punch going on a run in the King of Gate this year, which he did, he actually won a match. To be yes. fair, in there, uh, I know. Trust me. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's the big story in Dragon Gate this year is the Punch push that we're on right now. I'm not quite as down on it as Sandre. 
I think there's still like enough juice that this was okay for its spot on the card, but I mostly agree with, with Sandra. I, I, I think the titles need to go on somebody better in the, in the future. I think this fun, this run was fun while it lasted. And but you cannot tell me that this challenger team would have been better than punch. No, 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 <laughs> no. of course not. And that's what, and that's what I'm saying. There's still juice to this. I'm, I'm not criticizing. I thought it was fun for what it was too long and not interesting because of the opponents yeah. as much as anything. But I'm willing to give this another round or two, but I personally don't want to see it become like Conda and the tag, the Twin Gates, which we're going to talk about, which I, we'll talk about it now. I just don't think, like, if this team still are the champions by the time of Final Gate, I... No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's, why that's do what you, I mean. Why do you only think in extreme Sandra? <laughs> I just, uh, I'm... The only extreme is the greatness of Punch Tominaga. I feel like this this trio, uh, or Punch Tominaga with the titles, only kind of works in Corkin. And the crowd here was, uh, wasn't was that in... Like, they were they were into it when they came near them d- during the sh- uh, shop stuff, and, uh, like, when he, uh, Fuji and Punch were strolling outside, but... Like, I feel like this is meant for smaller places like Corrigan and not on these big stages. <laughs> Fair. Fair. And uh, I, that was why, why I was advocating for them to defend it on the Corrigan this uh, first day, but they aren't, unfortunately. Um, so, we'll see. But, then in the next match... Open the Twin Gate title match, Susumu Mochizuki and the Osushikanda MK, the champions, fail in the, their fourth defense against the original D Courage, Dragon Daya and Yuki Oshoka. 21 uh, minutes and 29 seconds, Reptilian from Dragon Daya gets the win over Kanda, and D Courage become the champs for a second time. A third time for the unit, but second time for Yuki Oshoka and Dragon Daya. I love this match. Yes, I think we need to give some further context. Because at the same time as this show was happening, there was also All Japan. And during the intermission, everybody hopped over to watch Katsuhiko Nakajima and Yuma Aoyagi tear the house down in Hokkaido. Absolutely fantastic world title match. Absolutely yes. fantastic triple crown match. Yes, it was really, really good. And also a style that we just haven't seen all year. Yeah. Um, so it was extra special. And we were like, okay, how how is Dragon Gate able to follow that? Um, yeah, they did it. Yeah. Obviously not on this. This was obviously not on the same level as as the triple crown match, but it was a really really good match. Um, and I'm very sad that MK lost. Yeah, Dylan, this match won you the predictions. Congrats. Thank you to Courage. I never lost my faith in you, no matter how much everybody tried to talk you down. 
and we won this together. I, I am now putting myself <laughs> as an unofficial member of Decourage now. Okay. We won this together. So we did it together. has two unofficial members right now. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. As it should be. But, yeah, I, I gotta say, I'm surprised at the... I mean, I like this match, don't get me wrong, but I didn't think it was super great. I thought it was like a well-done Twin Gate match uh, between everybody. It went a good amount of time. I thought Yoshioka and Daya are a great team, uh, and I just absolutely love seeing them together. Uh, as I said earlier, I really think this run for MK is... It's overstayed its welcome months ago, and I was definitely ready for them to lose the title, especially to a significantly better team, in my opinion. Uh, so I was very happy with the result. They turned it up big at the end, and we got the last... It kind of felt like the last stand of Kanda, almost, yeah. at the end of this match. And I love that Daya was the one to get the pin, because it feels like we're getting back to where uh, we were at the start of Decourage, where he was on a very much an equal level, if not even higher than Yoshioka at the start. It feels like he really gained a lot out of this as well, getting the titles back, because, you know... It's yeah. by far his best match in quite some time. And what... what He hasn't even had the opportunity to have a great match, re yeah. really, at that time. You know, he hasn't done anything for basically a better part of two years at this point. Uh, you know, ever, ever since the the Decourage original tag title run, or Twin Gate run, ended, Daya really has been a, a bench player in DG. And I think it's great to see him in a big spot because I just, I love his talent. I think people have slept on him because he hasn't, he hasn't had the opportunities. Now with these guys home to the Twin Gates, I am super excited about these titles. Uh, and if the other team had won, I wouldn't have been excited at all, to be perfectly honest. It was a fun, heartwarming story, and they played it out right here. I thought the ending really brought it up together to make it a really, really strong match. Uh, but I was really happy they won. I thought it was a really good match. Again, I didn't think it was great, great, but I thought it was really good. Uh, but I was a little lower, I think, than you guys. But I still really liked it, though. Yeah. Uh, I oh, I am so happy with the. Uh, like the, the courage performance here because I I agree definitely Dragon Dia's best performance in a long time, and also Yuki Oshioka's best performance in a long Absolutely. time. Absolutely, uh, man, that battle hook and uh, that like battle hook out of nowhere uh, on Kanda at one point of the match was awesome. The the frog splash break of the of the figure four was oh the hawk splash. I, yes, yes. Uh, the the battle hook in jumbo collision was mm, I love that so much. I, I, when I saw that that spot, I was like, oh man, why didn't Yuki defend against Susumu also? <laughs> uh, yeah, I I I really like this match, and I thought I thought MK did a very good in their last defense of the titles, and I thought like that they this run of this like run with them uh, as the, the tag champs started uh, when they won the uh, the um, Reyes de Pereas in a, a fantastic match and it ended with a great match here between these two between these two teams and again that was against the courage the first time and the, at the end it, it was against the courage also so hey let me ask you guys a question before we get to the main event because I wanted to know if you guys felt the same way I did. As soon as that hand hit for three and the courage won the belts and the, uh, just how it happened and everything, I thought for sure Kakuda was retaining. 
And like I I didn't think there was any way they were gonna give like take the title with them winning. Did you guys feel similarly at the start? No, I was just down because at that point <laughs> two of my favorite champions just lost the titles. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm saying like before the before the main event started. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I know, I know, but that's I just didn't lose a thought on that. Holy shit! I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just watching Dash Chisaku and Asha Kong murdering each other. Yeah, that. Yeah, that match is great. That match is great. True. Uh, so, yesterday was a fantastic day of pro wrestling. What can I say? But yeah. Um, I like. I know Dash is nuts, but Asha let her do that. Okay. Yeah. Side so, so note. I need to know how much money Asha Kong made off the Sender Girls Corkin because she took more bumps than she has taken for the whole year in that match. And more brutal bumps than she had, than she did. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Watch the, watch the Sender Girls Corkin. You either respect Dash or she makes you respect her. I just, she can't punk her out like these uh, TJPW girls that she's True. always ring with. True. But yeah, uh, what? back to your point, Dylan. I some part of my brain was thinking back to uh, Dangerous Gate last year when Yuki Oshoka ended the show with Madoka Kikura yeah, and exactly. with the Time Childs uh, next to him. Like I, I some part of me, a kind of was like, oh yeah, they might re- want to recreate that with. Kikura. But you want the other thing to happen. <laughs> I wanted the other thing to happen a lot, and my emotions of this main event at the end of it, definitely speaks to that. The main event, open the Dreamgate title, third defense for Madoka Kikura, and he defended against Natural Vibes resident Big Boss, Big Boss Shimizu. I, Big Boss Shimizu in his hometown, 25 minutes and 35 seconds, and Shimizu lost to the Rolling Lariat, Right hand of God from Madoka Kikura after a fantastic Open Dreamgate title match. I the the best Dreamgate title match since uh, since um, Kikura won the title versus Shun Skywalker, and I wouldn't argue if you said this was better by far. <laughs> I the thing is. In that match, at the end of that match, I cried tears of happiness because Madoka Kikura won. At the end of this match, I cried tears of sadness because Madoka Kikura won. <laughs> so the last six, uh, seven months have hurt Kikura a bit in my in my eyes because they built up his challengers, his challenger here, Big Boss Shimizu, so well. <laughs> but before we talk about before we talk about all the results. I want to hear what you guys think of this match. Dylan, why don't you start? Absolutely. Now, I want to say, going back to my earlier point, it actually, in some ways, I think, helped my feeling on the match by the end of it, because I know everybody was so sad and disappointed that Shimizu didn't win. And I totally agree with you guys. I would, if it was me... I would have had Shimizu win for sure. I think he deserved it. I think it was the right time. I think that I think it'll be the only time really that you'll get him this hot uh, that they've never mm, really been able to yeah. do. 
ever. I don't think they'll ever find a better way to get him the title than this moment, which they passed on, unfortunately. But like I said, the once they won the te- the Twin Gates, I really felt that Kikuda was going to win. I would have been so really surprised if he had lost. So I wasn't as disappointed because my mind had already processed it, if that makes sense. Uh, you know, I compartmentalized everything to where I understood it. Uh, well, I didn't like it, but I, I did kind of feel it already. So just focusing on the match itself, this match was freaking awesome. Like, what a great match these two had uh, with each other. A really strong performance for both men. And also... You know, the thing with the match when Kakuta won the title, that had so much emotional stakes to it, uh, yeah. even in the story, that I think that really put it over the top. But Shun isn't the kind of guy that's going to be like your work rate hero, you know, like where he, you're going to have that kind of match. And this was just a, a badass power match between these two. And it was so unique for DG. Yeah. You know, maybe my disappointment would, would like kind of got me subconsciously. But now that we're talking about it, now that we've had time to digest it a couple of days, um, yeah, I thought it was a really strong performance for both men. Very disappointed that Shimizu didn't get it for exactly the reason I said. I just, it feels like they don't see him on that level for whatever reason. Uh, yeah. I don't agree with him, but I, because uh, I mean, I've always loved him. This, I, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, this was his Ishii moment. <laughs> this, was, this was when I realized, oh yeah, he's going to be Tomohiro Ishii if this company, like, he, He's never gonna get the, the 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 title reign he deserves, even though he is way more charismatic than DC. But well, and he at least got a title shot, <laughs> so that's something like <laughs> Ishii doesn't even even get that. Maybe more like a Goto, I, I guess you could say, uh, for for Big Boss. But Maybe. I've always liked him ever since the Big R days. Unfortunately, I don't think they see him that way, and yeah. I I kind of accept it now seeing it. I don't know where they're going to go, but they do have something. They have to have something cooking because we talked about it multiple times that they're going to have to build to that big show in January. Uh, and they they need to figure out what they're going to do. I mean, they they probably have already figured it and out. And also Final Gate in Fukuoka. That is also still a big show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's the tradition now. Ben K must challenge at Final Gate every year, <laughs> no, no matter what. To, uh, to avenge his loss to Doi. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe Mochizuki as well could get a shot somewhere because this is, seems like his zone as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, this, this is pretty similar to the Yoshioka. Yeah, Yannick, uh, what do yeah. you think about the match? I was like, I'm not destroyed, disappointed because I'm just not invested enough right now. I was just in the moment very deflated. Yeah. Yeah, and I understand that totally. I think now, I thought it was similar too. Yeah. Now here comes my I don't know if it's hot take. This match was better than you and Katsuki Nakajima. Ooh, okay, that is a little spicy. I know someone that agrees. And I think I agree also. But I mostly because this had the built up story to it. And that's true. Katsuhiko yeah. Nakajima versus Yuma did not have the built up story that this had. No, it was. I mean, that's you also point. need to think, like, for me, this was a terrible moment. Like, in the span of three matches, three of three people I wanted to see win titles or defend them lost. Yeah. Um, but, man, just. I just rewatched this before we recorded, and 
this match is so good. It's such so many hype moments. Um, just yeah. like the shot put slam. Oh, a beauty. The the um, the sky high power bomb out of fucking nowhere was awesome. I, the, yeah, uh, this match on the work rate level is probably on the highest of Dragon Gate this year, and it, uh, I wouldn't argue if you said it was. And you, even you guys the cage match was so much like emotional, you know, yeah, like that, yeah. that was such a big part of it. This didn't have that, but it like in terms of just a pure wrestling match. Oh, man, it's hard to beat this when you yeah. think back to the year. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just there's one point in this match. I think it's after the the first the kickout of the shot with slam. The kickout of the shot with slam got me standing up, and I paced <laughs> and I walked. I was I I but always with my eyes on the screen. I couldn't sit down again. I was walking, pacing like really fast, watching it. I needed to be in it. I needed to move because this match had me so invested in the result. <laughs> and I love that feeling. I love always feeling that way. Uh, that is when wrestling is at the highest for me. And, and I think uh, yeah. it's grown and, and lingered on me. Like, uh, you know, guys, we recorded an episode of the Eastern Lariat. Pretty much I just seen it after, and I immediately went to recording. And I had that feeling that Yannick was talking about. Not very upset or mad or deflated, or like, but kind of deflated uh, pretty much at the end. But now that we're a day after it while we're, me and you guys are recording, I've, it's really kind of resonated with me and lingered with me a little bit that day. So I really like that. About I, That's kind of matches that I always that always get to me, the ones that you can remember. And I, and I feel like that one kind of lingered with me. And I really like that feeling that we got. And it's something that yeah. I, I like the match. Don't get me wrong as a, a wrestling match. Don't get me wrong. But I just love the feeling that's been missing because like I said, at the start of all of this, really, even the down shows, maybe we haven't been as hot in the company. It's not like we're seeing this bad wrestling company happening no. where, you know, you know, I never felt that way about DG, but it just wasn't grabbing me. It just wasn't that interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But, but what we saw here, I think was like both of the last two uh, matches yeah. were very interesting and they did grab me. That was actually going to bring up my, another point of this match is that this match reheated Madoka Kikura for me. It, it re-engaged my like I I feel like he he's now way harder as a champion than he was coming into this match, and mostly because of how the match was laid out and uh, how they worked it. And I feel like he at the end here he still looks he looks very strong and I. Uh, I feel like they can, they can, I don't know who can take the title off him if he, like, if he stays how he is right now, I don't know who can take the title off him, but if he undergoes a character change or something, I think a lot of people can take it off him, because, again, I, I can see them pushing, having him switch, uh, kind of, his alignment during the title main and it leading to a big babyface moment when someone takes it from him. Because here, if Big Boss Shimizu had won, it would have been a big babyface moment. In story, Kikura winning is still a big a babyface moment, but like for our feelings aren't that way. But I definitely think he is now hotter as a champion. I 
I think it's interesting that he that he pointed out the attendance uh, after the match and like it it was like uh, okay you maybe you shouldn't point out the attendance you haven't actually actually drawn that well as a champion if you look at the dangerous gate uh, gate and the uh, this shows uh, attendance. It was technically up from last year, although we we you, you know you yeah. said you believed them earlier, but I don't yeah. know. I'm a little skeptical <laughs> sometimes of these attendance numbers. Um, but I do think I will say, I think they've still got some work to do in the grand scheme of things when it comes to that. I definitely think this was a step in the right direction, and I definitely came away at the end of the show. It's not like I would say it's like a blow away, like amazing, put this on the map. Everybody needs to rush out and watch the show itself. But I left the show with a very hopeful feeling for the company, which I, we definitely haven't had. I mean, listen yeah. to our review of the show with Menorah in the main event at yeah. Kakuna, where we were really like, man, what's going to happen? It was really not a great vibe at the end of it. But after this one, I definitely had a much more hopeful feeling that we could get to where we need to be eventually. But in terms of who beats Kakuna for the title now, because we've got this reign. Uh, it's happened since May. It's been a good long time. Uh, Yannick, who do you think would be a good choice to take the title? I actually want to do this. Everyone lay out their... Yeah, Yannick, you start. Yeah. Um, I've, I would first want to say, I can't be mad um, at a champion who puts on matches like this. Yeah. yeah. But this was a different level than we've seen. From yeah, the yeah, absolutely. Level. Absolutely. Um, man, it's it's really hard. We kind of run the gauntlet. Um, and right now, I just don't see any of the Raver generation. Yeah. Um, if I, we need, we need some, we need somebody to fill in in the meantime, just to, to clean up some business, but Luis Monte. Yes, I agree there. Uh, Luis Monte is a potential. I I feel like this bully, because like the way Kikura treated uh, Shimizu in the ending stretch here, where he like had these like bully like kicks and and punches to him, uh, that also led into an amazing lariat from Shimizu. But yeah, uh, and like big hope spot. I. I feel like Kikura right now is so is someone that can work very arrogantly in the way he, he works. Mm. And I think that can lead to him getting upset by someone that he d- doesn't take seriously because he doesn't he that character that wrestler has always been not pushed on as a top star. I think Shimizu's <laughs> stablemate and leader Casey has a good shout here to surprise this arrogant version of, version of Kikura. Yes, but he also as just a, got pinned by Ishin. Yes, but as in, like, I think if Casey were to undergo a like arrogant, uh, no, not arrogant, but like a rebrand to where he plays like an angry veteran that has never gotten his dues. But, I mean, yes, I'd take it. I would love it. But that all <laughs> takes time. Yes, yes, yes. I, I look at this card, 
and that all the people on it. And I have nobody I would turn to right now. Um, personally, I would say, like, just right now, you know, a program for a month or two, um, give the ball to ATA, because ATA is still extremely popular. Um, but it's also ATA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, nothing yep. will come of that. Um because ATA is just checked out. Yeah. But I, yeah, want, to, kind of, I want to see the match so bad. <laughs> that's kind of yeah. what I was saying when I said they still have work to do. Because to say he's a hot champion, I wouldn't say that because there really aren't any matches I want to see with him as the champion right now. But uh, it's not There's There's matches I want to of. see. There's matches I want to see. But there's not people I see beating him for it. <laughs> like, I... I want to see him versus Strong Machine J. But I There's don't no... see Strong Machine J beating him. Yeah, I mean, that could be good. I mean, I, I like J for sure. That doesn't really... that They'd have to come up with something like similar to the Shimizu deal that they did. Like some kind of story to make that work. Because right now, I don't think those parts quite Strong, uh, Strong Machine J is, is a good shout for the Yokohama Budokan show. Because that will be in his hometown. Yeah, that's a good point. Yes, but that's also January. Yes, uh, Kai is also a good shout for that title challenge. But again, this version of Kai, I don't want to see Nation Dream Gate again. Yeah, um, <laughs> nothing for there's so just nobody yeah. I want that is in a position that I want them to be in such a big spot. Nobody has kind of earned that. I mean, there. Yeah. There are a half dozen matches I want to see right now. Obviously, like Ata. Give me a Susumu challenge. Give me a oh, yeah, uh, yeah. challenge. From a work rate perspective, you've got a whole roster of great guys. Yes, like, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. nobody nobody can challenge him tomorrow and be believable. Or that interesting, in my opinion. Like, you know, I mean, I, I, I feel like if him and Shun face off again, Shun will win it. That's uh, and, that's what and, I think. I I am worried that 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 is where it, le it leads because then it will just be like hot potato back to Shun. <laughs> and, and it sucks because it's basically like we're right back where we started. Yeah. yeah. But I think the end game of all of this, uh, the conclusion that I reached was basically the money in this company right now is with Luis Monte and Diamante. Uh, 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 not Diamante. Excuse me. Luis Monte and Shun Skywalker uh, down the end. Uh, and I think that should be set into motion for the next Kobe world, in my opinion. Uh, I think that they, whether it's Monte or Shun, either one would be fine. Like it work well to me. I don't think there's really any problems with either of those. Uh, but I think Shun is the more likely one, just because he's more of a heel character. Uh, I just struggle with saying the money in the, this promotion is with this matchup, so we should run it in nine months. I mean, that's for the biggest show of the point. year. Yes. I mean, but is it still the money then? You know? Yeah. That's true. That's, that's a good that's point. New, they, that's they, new Japan. That's they new just Japan fuck, they fuck up all year on waiting on doing stuff. We can't yeah. do that. Like, right. I'm afraid they will, but... Yeah. Yeah, that 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 is, uh, like, that is the most boring way this like, Kikura can end. 
all for it. If he if he beats them uh, in Corican somehow with some kind of bullshit, leverages in a title match, wins the title. Um, I don't know. Beat, beats Kai has some matches and then will uh, will get the Shun match. That could work because I, he has I already think, yeah. beaten Shun. That camp. If I Shun is Lewis... champion until then, oh f- no, please no. Yeah, I think actually Luis Monte defending the title at Kobe World is more up my alley. And me and Stringer, we kind of had to talk about it, and he said something similar. Uh, And basically, that could be a good way. If they wanted, you could easily pull an Apuestas card uh, at Kobe World for the main event, put all the marbles on the line, and tease a mask loss for Shun, which I think would be a major match. uh, Yes. They did that. Uh, and they've got a good and I mean with a luchador, this is as good of a time as any pretty much. It would make sense in the story. I think that's a great idea for a Kobe World match. Uh, you know, either title versus mask or the the hair too. Put it all on the line. Uh, I said, yeah, uh, but I, I, yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, I, the thing is, and Monte is more interesting than Shun as a champion, in my opinion. Yeah, like yeah. he hasn't been the champion. We've seen Shun multiple times, and neither of them were that great. Like so, we can see Monte, and I think you have a lot of upside with new matchups, single stuff, new you know, new style for him that we might see. We haven't really got to see that yet. He, he's more or less the same Diamante, just more handsome. That, that, that's yeah. all. Uh, so, but I think he will add more stuff and grow into this whatever character. And, and not to mention, hey, again, we speculate on it. Maybe there's a new unit behind him as well. Uh, I think, like I said, I, I think they might go with Shun just because it's more traditional for the, you know, the babyface chase, right? Yeah. In, in wrestling. I could see that happening. But as an idea, I like the idea of Diamante. Like, he's more interesting to me as a champion than Shun, in my opinion. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, yeah. Um, either way, this match, uh, amazing match, Kikido's best uh, of his reign. And, um, Oh, I just have to mention again. I loved that Big Boss Shimizu was uh, all uh, had dyed his hair back to uh, uh, like dar- uh, dark because he was all business, no fun and games, and he definitely worked that way during the match. Do you think they have anything for him going, like any kind of plan for him going forward? Is it just back to win uh... game? <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Boss Time was a good team. B- big time. Big, big time. time. Uh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> back in natural vibes you go, doing the same thing you've done for the last two years. I, it's a shame. I, in the end, I think overall, over this show, they put things into motion, but they're very minor things. Yeah. And for most of the roster, there's no direction. I still think we're in a better place than we were. We're, we're, Yeah. 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 Because a little bit is better than nothing. I think, I think they made some good steps, but it's only step one. We still have stuff to do before. Like, like, like I said, they have work to do, but it was a positive step in my opinion. Uh, We, yeah. Say what you wanted to say. I just, I just struggle to feel any kind of optimism. Um, I mean, we'll see how because they yes, but we we said that so many times this year. Yeah, I know, but this Corrigan has a month built to it. <laughs> <laughs> technically, it's been built to since Corrigan since Kobe World was technically, but but Sandra, yeah, 
so for the people that don't know, in Corican, um will get Luis Monte run the gauntlet against Seabrett. Yeah, we'll uh, yeah. Um, Luis Monte was only facing the facing vibes. Yeah, I know. They have kept him like, separately. What? From, where is the build? They have they have kept him separately from Seabrats because they are building to that match. They they want his first face of they and he in story want his first face of Wushin Skywalker to be in Corkin. He said that on the mic in Corkin. I agree with Yannick. Actually, I think that is something they could have done a lot better. But what my yeah, point on that is, like, if okay, if this were because it's the handicap match. I think there's way, way more reason for optimism. If this were uh, Luis Monte, Dragon Kid, and Yamato versus Zebrat's team, like Shun, Hio, and Kai, then I would agree with you, Yannick, that, oh, we've said it so many times this year. But this is different than all the other times because they specifically built up a match where something's going to happen. Like, And it may be great, it may be and terrible, we don't know. But they've set just, it up to where this will happen for sure. I just want to say also... The things Luis Monte has done since he returned in Corrigan last month versus Vibes and stuff like that is way better than him doing heat segments with Hyo and Kai for like a whole month on the house show circuit. Anything's better than wrestling Hyo. I mean, I just can't believe... The thing is, they can do so much different stuff because it's just not believable that... Hyo can run a heat segment on Luis Monte. <laughs> hey, he was in the semifinals of this uh, tournament, the the King of Gate. Yes, and how did that go for him? I I want it to sucked. get back. To, I want to get back to Big Boss Shimizu. Okay. Uh, Big Boss Shimizu promised on Twitter after his match that he will greedily, greedily cr- climb up to this point. He was during this match uh, challenge over the Dreamgate. As many times as he wants. Uh, yes, and he starts Big... with Genki and Takashi Yoshida. <laughs> <laughs> Big Boss Shimizu, 31 years old. I think he has at least like nine years uh, more than it, uh, where he can believably be like someone that can beat the title, the, the champion for the title. I think he can still win the title in the future. I know I agree with you what you said, Dylan, earlier, where... This was where he felt the most hot he has ever been. But I think they can do that again for him in the future. I don't think this was his last shot. I think they don't see him at that level. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Maybe, you know. I agree there, but they can. And I think yeah, he, has the ability, he has the ability to get back to that spot. Yeah, the problem isn't him at all. He's got what it takes. Like, we we know that. We see his matches. We know he's a great worker. We know he's got good size. Um, brings a different... charisma. Yeah, great charisma as well. Uh, everything about him rocks. Like, he should be a top star. I said that seven years ago. Like, you know, I, I, about him. But they've never really gotten behind him, unfortunately, to that level. This felt like the one time he was at that peak moment for him. I think it'll be... Anything can happen. I'm not saying you're wrong. You know, if you look at it that way, anything's possible. But I think it's going to be really tough to get to a moment as good as the one they've set up. Uh, even even if he were to win the title in the future, which I, I, I I'm doubtful yeah. of. But I, it'll be hard to beat what they set up here because I thought it was really the perfect time to, for him to win. 
Um, yeah. They need to be kind of smart. Um, the positive out of this all, I think, is if they're smart, this can be a really a feather in the cap of uh, Kikuta, this win. Yeah. Like, he beat he beat the one that that has beaten everybody else at the height of his game. But yeah. yeah. But yeah. I uh, failed to be optimistic. The Raywa Big Six are frauds, Yannick. Just say it say it. They could the fraud just the... won. Huh? The fraud just won. He's always the one. He's the only one that's not a fraud. The other ones are the frauds. Okay. Okay. It's a Raywa one. Big one. <laughs> well, uh anyways, uh we get a lesson. I felt pretty pretty good about it. I am very happy coming off the show. Um, um, I I wish uh, Shimizu had won, but I'm still optimistic. <laughs> uh, I'm st- I still am very hopeful for the future for Dragon Gate, and I'm more invested than I was after Dangerous Gate. Way more. And with that, we move over to what is the next show for Dragon Gate, the next live show. The second to last live show of November for, for Dragon Gate. The second to last live uh, Dragon Gate Network show for Dragon Gate is in Tokyo Korkin Hall on November 9th, this Thursday. With English commentary, as every Korkin is. And the card is, I think, pretty well laid out. There is one major complaint for me, and it has to do with Shemisu again, as you said right earlier. But opening match, the Open the Triangle Gate champion Punch Tominaga takes on Daki Yanaguchi in a singles match. Um, the streak of great punch matches continues. <laughs> I would I would love if this set up a a, a triangle gate shot. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that would be really fun. Then a tag team match. Genki Horiguchi and Takeshi Yoshida take on Natural Vibes, UT, and the aforementioned main eventer of Gate of Destiny, Big Boss Ships. <laughs> Back down the card. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is where the, the like what I said about Big Bush Shimizu uh, it kind of flies out because he's back facing like the nobodies. <sighs> then six man tag. Speaking of people, champions that were placed high that are now back in their like usual mid card spots. Susumu Watsuki and Sergi Kanda team up with Kenshiro uh, Rai Ariken versus Ultimate Dragon Don Fuji and Kagetora. Normal veteran tag here. Then we have all of uh, all of uh, Gold Class except Minorita, who is still out with injury. He's probably going to be out for a bit. Kota Minora, Ben K, BB Hulk, and Ruki Doi versus Yamato, Dragon Kid, Shuji Kondo, and Eita. So unaffiliated wrestlers and the two parts of the opening triangle get champions. This then, is a terrible stretch of matches. <laughs> but the last three are great. <laughs> then a singles match, Masaki Mochizuki versus Yoshiki Kato. This was set up during the Seabrats versus uh, Mochizuki and Mochizuki Jr. and Kato match. 
I I feel like the this should be fun. It is a rematch of the tri- trial series. Do you guys think Junior is not on the card, huh? Yeah, he is not on the card. What? He's, he probably interferes here. Okay. <laughs> he turns on his dad, so we can have a triple threat match. <laughs> That no, turn I, is I, never gonna happen. Like, I think they're that always gonna, gonna be, be late. Uh, then, Eggman Tag, Natural Wife, Strong Machine J, Jason Lee, Jackie Fogikame, and Casey take on the, uh, well, maybe full D courage, Madoka Kikura, Yuki Oshoka, Dragon Daya, and Vyoya Tanaka. Will this be the full D courage in the future? We'll see. I mean,. It, it would sh- be it stupid if it wasn't. It, it would it would be very stupid if it wasn't. Yeah. This should set they, up two title matches. Yeah. Yeah. And it also should include uh, Tanaka into the courage. Yeah. This, this could set up a Twin Gate and a Dream Gate match, uh, for sure. Okay. Um, Who who do you get? God, who who will get the the twin gate shot? Oh, I Jason and Jackie versus uh, Daya and yes. Yuki would be awesome. Uh, uh, plus, it would it would be the quest for Kung Fu Masters to avenge their loss of the tag titles to Daya Daya and Kikura last year. Ooh, genius! I'll say Strong Machine J and Jackie. Okay, yeah, I, I wouldn't be against that. Uh, and I would love Casey to challenge Kikura. That would, I would be so happy with if that happened. Then, yes, until the match happens. Well, until it ends. <laughs> then, main event, one versus four handicap match. Luis Monte versus Seabrats. Shun Skywalker, Kai, Hyo, and Ishin, all of Seabrats. So, we, I mean... We we talked already a bit about this, but <laughs> what do we think happens happens here? It, will it be Luis Monte eliminates everyone but Shun, and then Shun squeezes out the win? Will it be Yoshiki Kazu running out and yeah. ruining the match, costing Luis Monte? Will okay. it be someone turning on Seabrats? What will happen? I'm still not over the fact that this is the first thing that really happens since um, since Copa World. Because Luis Monte asked for it. I want to continue saying that. He wanted to face his in the cor- in Corrigan. Yes. No reason to vanish for two months. Well, um, he was injured. Not really. Um, I I hope that we will finally get like a new faction or something out of it. Yeah. Hmm. What if he just beats everybody? It's a clean win. Uh, Monte pins all of them right in a row. New star. That's how he gets the title shot. I mean... Yeah, I would be okay with that because Seabrats in the mud always a win. <laughs> I mean, they could do something like that, and maybe Shun's like, "But we have one more member," and you get Kato pinning Monte, 
in like a cheap way, like, and you kind of kickstart Kato as like a, a main player, even though he's a rookie. That would be so incredibly cheesy. I would love it. Yeah, no, I would actually. That would be that. incredible. But I, 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 ideally, this is how you get Kai and Hyo out of Seabrats. Uh, <laughs> Just like kick them through the curb, have Kai go in the like unaffiliated status. Have Hyo join Monte because he is very he is very good friends with Monte. So, do we know what the order of the Zebrats guys will be in this no. match? I I guess Shun Skywalker will be lost. Well, obviously that. But what about the other three? Does no, it matter? Do you think it works like a gauntlet? I think I think it's going to yeah. be everyone is going to tag in and stuff. Oh no, I think it's a gauntlet. Yeah, the one with Hulk was a gauntlet that they did. Okay, the yeah, right yeah. Before, so, yeah. Like I said, I think he'll beat two or three of them, and then Kata will come in, and that's how you, you end that. And you can even spin it off, like, Kato comes in, Zebrats gets the win in the actual match, whether it's Shun or whatever. What if, what if, yeah. what if he eliminates Kai, Ishin, and Hyo, and Shun refuses to come out because he hasn't beaten Yoshiki Kato, the newest member of Zebrats, and Kato beats him, and they... And Shun and Diamante are stay like they can't, yeah. they don't get to wrestle. Yeah, that's kind of a, a good idea to keep, like to not have Shun do a job, like an unnecessary job. <laughs> but uh, it would feel like a bait and switch to the fans and attendance, maybe that if, yeah. they, if, they, if yeah. that fade, like, hey, we wanted to see these two fight, and this is what you give us. <laughs> but I, I like that idea though. That's like a very like uh, you know smart. That's a very idea. Shun Skywalker thing to do. <laughs> yeah, and a smart booking decision as, as well, on top of it. But either way, like that works fine with what I was about to say either way. Uh, let's say he gets in and somehow Zebrats wins the match. And this all ends with a big beating, with all Zebrats attacking uh, Monte. Mm. And that's when you see the for, like the new unit form. And basically they come out to save him. And maybe you could turn Hio and he like steps in to save like him. Like he say, saves Monte, and then you get a bunch of other guys that also are in the faction. They save him, and that builds to a big unit versus unit match, and that's like another big match you can promote, maybe for Final Gate. Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, very likely. Yeah. yeah. Well, the the beat down, and then you know his people will make the save for him, and then maybe Hio, maybe Hio will be the one to. To make the save. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. I should. We should note uh, the reason why we we think Hyo is like a sure get for Lewis Montes unit is because they are very good friends backstage. From what people, uh, from what we have heard backstage, they they hang out a lot and Hyo uh, helps with a lot of translation and stuff with Monte. So. On the other hand. <laughs> Who cares? Like we, yeah, we don't want him in this faction. On, on the we... other hand, like yeah. I don't really want to see Show team up with Monte, but they will do that because they, they yeah. But that was Dragon Gate. Uh, I I am very very optimistic. I look forward to Corkin a, a lot. But it's not the only thing we have to look forward to this week at the end of the week because Ultimate Party is happening. Of course, we previewed it last week with Ashman. But 
between now and then, uh, or then and now, they have had their last uh, Road to Live show to Ultimate Party. Road to Ultimate Party in Shinjuku Face happened last Friday on November the 3rd. Um, not not going to do a full uh, review of the show. I thought the show, I because I skipped two matches, but uh, I thought the show itself was fun. I thought uh, it, the opener was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, mass uh, opener was Yusuke Okada and Yuakuruku defeating Kasusara Higuchi and Toikojima. Uh, of course, they didn't pin Higuchi. That would be insane. But it was very good. You should definitely check that out. Uh, the, uh, Takao and Masahiro Takanashi had a solid preview match for the tag title match. Uh, I skipped the, the the Dino match, even though I shouldn't. Uh, I I tr- defended him last time me and Dylan spoke. You really Yannick, shouldn't have. You shouldn't uh, have skipped it. It was really, really funny. Okay. <laughs> Dylan definitely didn't watch that. <laughs> even you don't believe what you're saying. So I heard it in your voice. Like, and you're like, okay, for yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, nah, come on. As, as Ash said. <laughs> Dino's story right now is that after 20 years and after the disbandment of pheromones, his antics don't work anymore. So he's molesting Kazumazumi and he's just shrugging it off. So he is molesting Hiroshima and Hiroshima is like, you've been doing this for 20 years. What is going on with you? Why does, like, where's the the power? Um, Yeah, it was really funny. But after that match, uh, they had, uh, first of all, some announcements for Saki Kai. Saki, uh, there, there will be a Saki Kai retirement documentary pay-per-view coming out on a later date after her last uh, match at Ultimate Party. And there will also, uh, during the retirement ceremony, be allowed tape to be thrown in the ring, which is awesome. And then Saki Kai's last singles match versus Kazuki Hirata. Man, <laughs> just exactly what I wanted for someone's last singles match. Dancing, silliness, a ser- serenade. I, man, I cried during this. Um, yeah, I, it was special. It was very special. Um, at one point during the match, Sirada uh, serenaded. Uh, Saki Kai, as he usually does, uh, but this was a very emotional promo, and Ashman did a great job translating for this. And the whole roster came out and bowed to her. A man, emotional as hell. Ten out of ten. Yeah. Um. Yeah, kind of a unofficial a retirement ceremony, money impromptu yeah. during the match. Um, and yeah, like Chris yeah, and Dueno and said thanks and Hiroshima Mao, Hiroshima Mao and Dino and Dino's Dino's was the most emotional one. Yeah, um, I'm really, really happy um, they could fit this in. So they after this. They agreed to now have a real wrestling match without all the antics. 
Where's Okia Kai beat Kazuki Hirota? Yeah, and it was good. It was a very good finishing uh, part of the match, also. Um, Dylan, what do you think about this? There's nothing I could really add about it. It was, it was basically perfect, you know, for what yeah. you would have would have wanted. You couldn't have gotten a better last singles match, even if it was a send off. It was like, you know, if you compare this to. I know he's not retiring, but compare this to the Katsuhiko Nakajima leaving Noah match. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this, it was galaxies apart how much yeah. better this was in, in terms of getting the emotion of someone truly leaving. Um, mm. and, and I just thought, yeah. So much character. Yeah. There was a ton of heart to this. And this is kind of what DDT is really at its best. And that's kind of a big problem with them in the last couple of years. It's not, I know you think that I hate comedy wrestling and I, I don't want fun, but I actually think they just sucked at it. Like there was no heart and soul in DDT for a lo- like the last few years, in my opinion. And I think then you see stuff like this, and it's not just this, it's they've been building up and getting better and doing better uh, in general for a while now. But then you see something like this. This was as good and well done as anything in any promotion. Like, you know, pretty much for this sort like for what they wanted to accomplish with this. Uh, and I thought there was a ton of heart and soul. And I think that that's a really great thing to see. And I think it's been missing for the company for a while. And this was kind of like the apex of now that you can't do it more than this. And like, it was amazing. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about like how well done it was. And, and credit to Ash yeah. too, for, for the translations to really add so much to this as well. I think if you're not invested like maybe if you're just a Dragon Gate fan listening to this and you don't even like DDT that much, then you won't get anything from this, really. I think if you know anything about her and have followed her story and followed her retirement yeah, run, absolutely. Then, I mean, like you said, 10 out of 10. Like there's, yeah. no, there's no way you could say anything else. Yeah. Uh, it, this wasn't her, her official retirement. That is this weekend on Sunday. But, man... Uh, already emotional and the, 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 when the whole roster came out and start, uh, uh, said their goodbyes it was so amazing stuff everyone should watch this if you're listening to this and somehow, somehow have not watched this do it please because man uh, like if you, you're a Dragon Gate only fan and you're still listening after the Gate of Destiny review and Korakon preview t- Fucking pyro of the universe or pirate this shit and watch it <laughs> because man, yeah. Then uh, I s- skipped the next match, the Nation TA versus Ento Naya Rukia. This is uh, a required skip, in my opinion. No matter what kind of fan you are, yeah, yeah you, you you didn't want to get your mood down after that. <laughs> but man, the match that followed the skip, yeah, yeah, yeah then. The match that followed this skip was an all-Asia tag title match. Eruption, Hideki Okutani and Yuki Sakaguchi versus the champions burning Yunaki Yama and Kotaro Suzuki. Eruption wins. Yuki Sakaguchi wins the title his father held. So awesome. This was the work, like, this was the work rate match of the of this show. I, I, great, greatly worked. This was an all Japan match. Like that, the thing with <laughs> mm. Saki had a, the soul of DDT in it, and this had the heart of all Japan in it. Back, you know, right away. 
Again, you had the the complete lump of trash that they had in between it, obviously. But regardless of that, uh, you see something. You like don't this know that you haven't seen it. <laughs> I don't need to see One it. of us had. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, what? Where is this defense coming from? The <laughs> assumed lump of trash, please. Okay, assumed okay. lump of trash. Maybe it was the the best match of the year. We can't say that definitively. But regardless. Uh, this match was so good. Uh, I thought that they really went together well, especially to me, Suzuki. And I, I really used to love him. He was one of my favorite guys at Noah, uh, to be honest with you, of, of the Noah mm. juniors back in his day. He's really just a guy at this point. Like, I don't yes. think he's a special, special wrestler. But when Akiyama was in, I thought it was really good. Uh, and, and especially when Okatani was against him. Just these two guys going back at it. Okatani made you believe that this... Not just the title. The title was important to Yukio for obvious reasons, as you correctly stated, Sandre. But just be like beating Akiyama was important to Okatani. Just fighting him was important to him. He made it feel that mm. way. And I love the way he showed that there. So yeah, this was a really good match. Uh, yeah. the, the, the new black gear, so clean. Um, freshly, freshly um, dyed hair. And then he just comes into the ring. Is the violence incarnate? And I think he drop kicked Akiyama off the the apron. Um, on in the official feed, there, there's a gif of it. An official uh, Twitter feed. Yeah. Just that moment alone that showed you, man, Okutani is here to stay. Like he's. He's so talented. And normally, yeah, um, as you guys said, normally I'm just, I'm very happy with Okatani winning a champion, uh, winning a championship. We started this year out with him kind of going nowhere, and now he's a three-time champion. Yeah. yeah. Um, but obviously, Yukio won this. And that's really what makes what makes me happy here. And today he just posted a a picture yes, with his dad, where his dad is holding the champion, and the caption is just the 26th and the 151st champion. Yeah. Um, all Asia champions. Awesome stuff. It's just so nice. Yeah. Uh, like my, I, I remember after this match was over, I, I wrote down like, this should have just, this is the, this is what the main tag title situation should be. <laughs> in DDT. Like, like uh, eruption with the titles is what it should be with the KLD tag titles. But yeah, no. Um, and, and especially with the new challengers. Yeah, before we get to that, I just wanted to say one thing about them winning the All-Asia titles, that they're uh, also going to be in the All-Japan uh, Real yeah. World Tag League 2 coming up, so it's really cool that they get the titles heading into the tournament, the All-Asias. Yeah. Not, not that they obviously have their world titles in All-Japan, but it's still cool to have them come in with the tag titles. Yeah, I, for people that doesn't watch All-Japan, the All-Asia tag titles are kind of like the mid-card uh, tag yeah, titles. Tag, yeah. Yeah. Which is a shame. Because <laughs> they're is, the longest, the longest active titles in Japan. Yeah, they are very old titles. Uh, and one half of the world tag champions will also be in the DDT tournament as well. When we come in, we true. come in with Rei Saito. True, true. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I can't wait for uh, Okatani and Sakaguchi's uh, real world tag league 
the run. I am really looking forward to that tag league. And they have a lot of good opponents lined up. But uh, then the main event of the show, the last preview of Chris Brooks and Yuki Weno, the main event of Peter, uh, of uh, Ultimate Party. I almost said Peter Pan there. Uh, Mao and Yuki Weno uh, defeated Chris Brooks and Takeshi Masada. Yuki Weno pinned Takeshi Masada, not Chris Brooks. So it's not the same as in the Corrigan uh, preview where Chris pinned Ueno. So this match, does it change your you guys' feeling on Chris Brooks versus Yuki Ueno in Super Bowl? More hyped, less hyped, same hyped. So to me, no real difference, in my opinion. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a fine match, but it wasn't special to me. Yeah. I agree. Yes, um, it's I also, I what I expect of these main events. Um, I think they delivered on that, um, but it's not outstanding. Yeah, I forgot to mention uh, after all Asia tag title match, uh, Yuya Kuriku and Yusuke Kata won the opener match. Burning came out and challenged Yuki Sakaguchi and Hideki Kotane. I said to Yannick when I saw this that this should be the actual KOD tag title feud. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, but yeah, finally, Yusuke Kata and Yuya Kuriku are challenging for the tag titles. Awesome. For, for a tag title, not the KOD tag titles that they should be challenging for. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the main event, it didn't change my opinion on Ueno versus Chris. I think the match itself, it, it's, it's a match where I will hold... Like my feelings on the match will uh, be a lot of based on the the actual match itself, not the build to it. Yeah, good point. So, uh, ultimate party this Sunday. I can I I can't wait. They have actually changed uh, the rules of one match. Kazuki Rada uh, and uh, versus Hiromu Takahashi were originally uh, like originally it was an Iron Man Heavy Metal title match, uh, of course. With no with no special rules, then uh, then uh, Hiromu Takashi lost the title, but he won it back again the day after, I think, in New Japan. And Kazuki Rada interrupted a YouTube stream Hiromu Takashi had, and said, "For our match, we don't want we we don't want the stuff. Uh, pe- we want to keep people on the edge. So let's do." The rules of every match I have defended the extreme title with. <laughs> so the rules will keep changing in a what will happen, tune in to find out that match. It's the only way to go. <laughs> this match is going to be complete lunacy. Yes. And that's what we need in our lives when it comes to these two. I think I have high expectations for this. I am. I genuinely believe this could turn out to be the best Hirata defense yet. And they've all been very funny. And I think well, I, yeah. I, I thought you were saying the best uh, Hiromu match in a long that, time. That was actually what I was going to say. This is going to be Hiromu's best match outside of New Japan. Yeah, I can tell well, <laughs> none of his other ones were very good. So I like this could definitely be that. It'll be more entertaining, I think, hands down. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, but yeah. That is uh, DDT. They have also announced uh, the the Dio uh, like every every card of for the Dio tournament. But I don't want to run through that now. It's 
too much. <laughs> because it, it, all, it starts on the 26th. We still have a lot of time until then. But we will be back next week to talk about Ultimate Party and whatever happens at the Dragon Gate Corkin Hall. Uh, no uh, same day as Ultimate Party. Probably uh, Monday, just like today. Uh, or maybe... Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see when the next episode drop, but it won't be on the same day as Ultimate Party because I have an assignment due that day. Yannick. Uh, yes. Do you Sandra. have any final things to say? Um. Yes. Go watch Gumpro. As yes. you remember on the Ash episode, um, we praised the the Sakya Kai match that will happen on the Gunshow show. Turns out it was fucking awesome. Go yeah, watch that was, it. Yeah, yeah. Started off November with a very good uh, Sakya Kai uh, main event in Gunshow. I I forgot. I actually forgot to mention that that, that was a very good match. <laughs> And again, it, it didn't feel, uh, have the same emotional weight as uh, the DDT Hirata match, but it they, of course uh, not. Gun- she has no history yeah, in there. Yeah, Ganjo's uh, Ganpro sent her off on a very good note. Yes, I haven't had time to watch her last T- uh, TGBW match yet. That happened after the Me DDT either. one, so I can't comment on that one. Dylan, do you have anything to say? Uh, listen to my other show, The Eastern Lariat. We just had a new episode release, uh, literally as we were recording. Uh, Striga made sure to put that up there on, on the Eastern Lariat Twitter at Eastern Lariat, uh, on Instagram at Eastern Lariat as well. Uh, daily updates on wrestling history in Japan, fun stuff there. Check out Wrestle Update, my show about American wrestling. Uh, me and Nello, we did, we had a lot of fun doing our draft episode, and we've got new stuff coming up too. Lots of fun antics in the near future for that. And, uh, you know, mainly uh, Lucha Talk will have an episode at some point. Uh, it's not really on the, the agenda right now, just because not a lot's been uh, happening uh, of a major status, but we will get to it very soon. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy all of that and uh, follow me on Twitter at Viva underscore zero. Lots of fun. But most importantly, keep tuning in to Dramatic Dream Dragons and a lot of the, the cool stuff coming up on the Five Star Network as well. We really appreciate all of your listenership and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy the show. Speaking of, I won't, uh, Dylan won't be the only one plugging his uh, other shows at the end of these episodes in the future because I have another show coming up in the future. Later this week, the debuting episode of Actress Stage is coming to the Five Star Network YouTube channel. Me and Valke are finally starting up our uh, Actress Girls podcast, AWG. I can't wait for you guys to listen to this because it's the first episode was a such a good like introduction to what the hell AWG actress is, and we plan to come back every at the end of, at the start of each month when the shows from the last month are out because actress has a weird upload schedule, so we have to wait until every show of the previous month is out to, before we record. But it is a new show coming up on the Five Star YouTube, and I can't wait for it to drop. Let's go. But until then, until next week, as always, be ready, wake up, and go. Go!